At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Tuesday, November 7th. I'm Erin O'Toole. That's right, Election Day is here, and that means voters are hitting the polls and KUNC reporters are on the move. They're watching the races and speaking with voters as they cast their ballots. Now, in the coming days, we'll be hearing from Northern Coloradans about what matters to them this election. And we'll sit down with our State House reporter, Lucas Brady Woods, to make sense of the results later in the week. But for today, we're talking with KUNC senior editor and reporter Lee Patterson. Her reporting has helped us understand the mental health issues that Colorado kids are facing and how the problem has become a crisis in our state. I think that for people who have kids or who live with kids or work with kids, the youth mental health crisis is so real and so widespread. It was happening before the pandemic and then it just got worse. And it was around that time that Children's Hospital Colorado actually declared a pediatric youth mental health state of emergency because so many kids were showing up to the emergency department like in mental health crisis, you know, related to anxiety, depression or self-harm. And, you know, data collected by the state does support this. Around 40 percent of Colorado teens report persistent sadness and hopelessness. Around 17% have seriously considered suicide. These numbers are higher for girls, and they are much higher for young people with varying gender identities and sexual orientations. So this is a, a really tough and very serious situation. Well, this brings us to some of your latest reporting, which looks at a new law that will provide statewide mental health screenings for kids. You take us to Glenwood Springs High School, where the school already has spearheaded its own mental health screenings and services. Yeah, that's right. So that high school has its own school-based health center. So what that means, you know, in the main lobby of the school, there's this clinic where students can go for vaccines and sports physicals, dental exams, therapy appointments. And for the past couple of years, any student who comes in for medical or behavioral health treatment automatically gets screened. So that means they're being asked a set of pretty basic standardized questions about anxiety and depression. For example, um, in the past two weeks, how many days have you felt nervous, anxious, or on edge? How many days have you not been able to stop worrying? That sort of thing. So that's what's going on at Glenwood Springs High School through the school-based health center there. In a related but separate effort, there's now a new law um, that you mentioned that's going to make screenings available to any Colorado school district that decides to opt in starting next year. So, um, you know, the the head lawmaker on that bill told me it's going to be kind of like picture day. You know, students are going to go down to the main gymnasium or something. They're going to be screened. And if any mental health concerns are flagged during those screenings, students and parents will have to be notified within 48 hours. And if there's some sort of crisis situation, you know, they'll be notified sooner than that. So that's basically how the screenings will work. So this new law will 
help other schools to offer screenings. But there is, of course, the question of getting kids the mental health care they need after they get screened and if red flags pop up. So what are some of the issues here? Well, the issue is that we have a therapist shortage here in Colorado. Most school districts, if not all school districts, don't have enough counselors or school psychologists. Like they fall below that recommended uh, ratio. And in some communities, particularly in our rural areas, there's a true therapist shortage period. In other communities, the issue is more that there are not enough therapists who accept insurance. There are not enough therapists, you know, so-called in-network. And many, on top of that, have long wait lists. Care isn't always culturally appropriate. And it's not always convenient or even possible for parents to take time out of their workday to drive kids to appointments. So there are a lot of barriers there. Mm. And to that end, you spoke with a psychologist at UMass Chan Medical School who was not exactly jumping up and down about this. Yeah, Daniel Mullen, as you said, he's with UMass Chan Medical School. He's a psychologist and he's supportive of screenings kind of in theory, but does have some questions on the more practical level of things. I worry that this kind of, you know, screening in the absence of treatment does not help anyone. And and that's the that's the primary concern. Now, here in Colorado, the plan um, attached to the behavioral health screening legislation is to meet the projected increase in need for care uh, through the state's iMatter program. So through the iMatter program, uh, school-aged kids can receive up to six free virtual therapy sessions. But funding is going to need to be renewed uh, for this program next year and also increased to meet the demand. We know that locally there are networks of school-based health centers, of course, and community clinics that can meet some of this need. Uh, But I think there are a lot of unknowns. Well, so what's being done about that? Are there any collective efforts to improve access to mental health care for kids? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of efforts at the state and local level. I'll mention just a couple of them. Uh, The Hummingbird Initiative through CU Anschutz. It's a new program that's in place in a handful of Colorado high schools. And the idea is to get a diverse group of students interested in joining the behavioral health workforce by signing them up for trainings, like EMT training, for example, which is required for some entry-level behavioral health jobs, and then also to help these kids graduate high school successfully. So that's the Hummingbird Initiative, one example. Um, Over in Garfield County, In recent years, they launched a new Family Resource Center program, and this was kind of in response to mental health concerns that arose during the pandemic and then some tragedies in that community afterwards. Um, And this is a resource center. Families can drop in to do laundry. uh, They can get connected with mental health services. And there are um, interpreters available to interpret from English to Spanish and Spanish to English. Lee, I want to end on the story of the lawmaker who worked on the bill that is making these screenings possible. Her story really emphasizes that this problem is touching a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, Senator Daphna Michelson Janae, uh, she represents Adams and Arapahoe counties. She was um, the lead sponsor on this universal behavioral health screening legislation. She's been really involved in mental health bills over the years. And her interest in this topic grew out of personal experience. Um, Her son, when he was nine years old, survived a suicide attempt at school. Mm. And he really had fallen through the cracks and he had fallen through the cracks despite 
me having knowledge and access and and privilege and fighting all the way for him the whole time. He still fell through cracks. So Senator Michael Sinjane has talked a lot about that story publicly, and she says that as a result, she has heard from so many families who have come to her with their own stories, just desperately looking for help for their kids. Right. KUNC senior editor and reporter Lee Patterson, thank you so much for your reporting on this important topic, and and thanks for coming on to talk about it today. You're welcome, Erin. Thanks for having me. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about the youth mental health crisis or about the screenings coming to Colorado schools, let us know. You can send us an email at noco at kunc.org. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. We'll talk soon.